You're listening to the Seduce Podcast with Cass and Kat, where we love to talk about life and experiences that inspire your higher self. Good morning, Cass. How are you today? Good morning, Kat. I am so well. How are you? I'm very, very well and very, very excited because we are at our first ever Seduce live recording event. Woo! So if people are listening to this on your ride into work, we have about 50 people staring at us. (laughs) And they're not naked, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So today we are in Your Boo Charlie's Cafe, Brown Charlie Co, in Pine Marshall and Port Road, and we are lucky enough that they've opened up the doors alongside Blades Barber Lounge to host this event today. Yes, thank you. My tea was made with love. (laughs) I bet it was. (laughs) So today we thought it might be a nice sort of theme, and you may have seen it on our socials for those that follow us. We want to talk about the past, present, and future, and how those three components make us who we are, and how integrating your past, present, and future can obviously help you and bring you to raise your vibration, to be in a state of wellness and goodness and and really make you understand who you are, where you've come from, who you are today and where it is that you're going. Because the trajectory in life and the direction in which we take, the road that which we take, is super important to getting us to, you know, the better versions of ourselves. Yeah. So with that in mind, we did kind of list this down as a Q&A. So some of you would have seen on our socials, we asked, popped up a question box and asked you guys to ask us any questions that you had around life and anything at all, any topic at all. And we got some pretty good responses. Yeah, we did. We got a few. So what we thought, Cass and I will ask ourselves some questions, a question based in the past, a question about our present and a question about our future, and then we'll head into those questions from the audience. I love that. Let's get going. All right. So do you want me to start? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. So this is your past question. Yeah. Cass. What was some good advice you were given when you were younger that you were happy you took on? Wow. Okay. So I remember being at a friend's house when I was early teens Mm -hmm. and we must have been doing English or something on the whiteboard and her father came in and he would have seen something I wrote and it was in that moment that he taught me the difference between your and you apostrophe RE. So you are... And I feel like I am in the elite 1% of humans that know that because I've taken that through. It was, it was literally that one little lesson that I took through and I was like, I know my grammar. Like, I am good. And being dumb isn't cute. Unless English is your second language, you should know the difference between you, your, and you are. I am so, like, that answer has just come out of left field for me, right? So, but it makes so much sense because you're so grammatically correct in I know. everything that you do. And, you know, even when guys would message me to take me out on a date, if they didn't have proper grammar... It was a no. It was as easy. That was one of my, nah, didn't make the cut. Would, wait, wait, would you tell them that? Would you be like, no, oh, you oh, don't speak properly? Oh, actually, no, me. sometimes I'd do the little asterisks and spell what they were saying correctly. So you, 
apostrophe re. Oh my god! Just so they knew moving forward. It's one of. <laughs> like I said, being dumb is not cute. So, so I think that's something that everyone should know. Okay. So I'm happy I took on that advice. Oh, do you know the difference between your and your? I do. Yeah, I was um, straight A student in English. Oh actually. wow! There you go. Well, something. otherwise we wouldn't have been able to be friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> actually very true. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask you a past question. Mm-hmm. Unless there's something you want to add to my your. No, that, that's enough. What is the hardest thing in your life that you have overcome and how did you do it? Mm, okay. The hardest thing I've overcome would probably be the identity shift that occurred when I became a mum. Yeah. So and hopefully people in the room can relate to this one. Before becoming a parent, before becoming a mum, life is as you want it. You go out and see the people that you want to see, do the things you want to do. Career isn't jeopardised or compromised in any way. You just do you. You just go out and live life. Then you have a baby and your whole world changes. You're now depended on from this little person and you're their everything. So there was a time there when I had Rosaria, who's now, she'll be two in June. So there was definitely a time there where I felt severely challenged and my life was like chaotic because I couldn't quite grasp that new version of me, right? So this mum title. I suppose how I overcame that, and it did take a while, but the one thing that I would do to make sure that I still could relate and be you know, still connected to that past me was that any time I'd go out with my friends and one friend in particular who know exactly what I'm talking about, we made a point of not talking about our children when we caught up. And even to this day, she'll come pick me up or I'll pick her up and we'll go out and we'll be together maybe for two, three hours at a time and not once have we mentioned the kids and then she'll drop me off in the driveway and I'll be like, oh, by the way, how's your kid going? She's like, yeah, he's good. Okay, cool, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. You know, and that's, and that's important because if all I do is talk about mum life, then that's all you are. That's all you are. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing being a mum, but it's also a beautiful thing to be able to still be you. You, yeah, you know, absolutely. I'm still cat and I'm mum. So, yeah, that was the hardest thing I overcame and that's essentially how I overcame it, just with making sure those little things like any social events that I did with friends, it was like actual me time. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that. It's like going out and not wanting to talk about work. So say yeah. you don't have kids, you go out, you don't want it to be a topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. So you kind of eliminate one thing and you can, you're able to talk about a multitude of different things yeah, in that same night. Definitely. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Mm. Mm. Does that lead us to present questions? It sure does. Mm-hmm. Okay, my question for you in the now. What do you owe your current success to? Well, thank you. That's a nice question. I, I'm going to split that kind of into personal and also work-related. Okay. So if we look at personal, I think I owe my success to having really strong intuition, mm-hmm. being able to make clear decisions at the time when I needed to, mm-hmm make them fast and know that they are right in that moment. Mm -hmm. So among that, I would also say releasing toxic people from my life. So if there's things that don't serve you, you're best letting go of it. Mm -hmm. 
If you want to continue growing and moving forward in a positive way, you essentially have to cut the fat. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you might have close friends, but as soon as you realise that, you know, people aren't on your side mm. or really cheering for you or they've just got negative traits and speak negatively all the time, mm. it's, it's good to steer away from that and essentially spend less time with them. Mm or release them from your life. So I owe what my personal life and my personal success and the great friends I've got around me to being able to make clear-cut decisions and listen to myself and mm. do that. Mm, I like that answer. Thank you. When I think about business, the success I have in business, once again, decision-making comes really high up there. Mm -hmm. It was one of those things I had to decide if I could be doing something the rest of my life and not be getting paid for it, what would it be? And ultimately, I knew that I was creative and wanted to be creating jewellery. So that was a really clear-cut decision. Mm -hmm. Passion, you've got to have passion for what you do. Oh, yeah. If I didn't have the passion for jewellery design, I wouldn't be where I am. Mm. It wouldn't have flowed through and people wouldn't see it in the outcome of a product. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't see it in how I speak about it. So I think you definitely have to have passion for what you do. And... Also, creativity. Mm. Do I think you can still be successful without being creative? Probably. Um, but for me, a lot of my success comes down to people going, wow, I've never seen something like this before. Mm. And also being creative in business, so with my team. What can we do that's outside of the box mm. in how we market something? Yeah, so I think those things would be the reasons to my mm. success, I would say. Anything yeah, you can think of? Oh, I think I think also like you know, just as you're talking, just observing you, I think your confidence oh, thank you. is a big one too. Because you're very sure of yourself and yeah. you know what it is that you want. Love yeah, that. that's my outsiders. Yeah. My mum would probably agree with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably started as a child, but Okay, Kat. Yeah. Your present question. If you could change one thing in your life or your story today, what would it be? One thing. Hmm. I think the first thing that comes to mind, and hopefully I don't get emotional when I say this. All right, here we go. I've got tissues. <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is that if I could change something today, and I will be changing it, like, very soon, I want to see my parents more. So yes, I, I used to, you know, I used to be around there all the time. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, life got busy with the little one and I just find that when I go visit them now, it's like handballing Rosario. <laughs> like, yeah. see you, mum and dad, see you tomorrow, I'll see you later, you know. And I feel like I'm that quality time just isn't there. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll still, mum's in the front here. I'm like, my mum, my And, you know, we still have good chats on the phone and things like that, but that's something that I definitely miss and want to and will mm -hmm make more time for that's what I want to change and even with dad because you know what it's like with dad it's like then he doesn't have phone conversations with me like I'll call him and I'll be like hey dad how you going he's like good how do how's I fix this no literally I'm like how's your day good are you calling for a reason do you need help I'm like no just to say hello yeah. <laughs> like that. he doesn't want to talk you know so you know we used to go to the footy together I'll, I'll call my dad's phone and he'll be like your mum's in the other room I'm like I called to speak to you <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to change yeah. and what I would change. So, yeah. I love that. Yes. Mm. Future questions. Future questions. Okay, Cass. If you had a crystal ball right now, 
crystal ball and you could look 10 years into the future, what do you hope your future self has learnt? Mm. Oh. Mm. First of all, would we want a crystal ball? No. Yeah, we wouldn't, no. would we? No. Yeah, but if no. you had one and you could see... Yeah. You could see yourself standing there. What have you learnt? So I would want to make sure in 10 years' time, when I'm almost 48... I would want to make sure I've learnt all my mother's recipes. <laughs> That's a good one. So, and, you know, we've got, I've got this lifestyle where, you know, I've taken my Fridays off and has been for a while. But like you just said, we get so busy in our lives that we don't make enough time. So I would want to make sure that... I wouldn't be happy if in 10 years' time I didn't know my mum's recipes, mm. if I hadn't taken the time to spend more time with mum... Mm. And to learn those recipes, to learn the tiramisu. For anyone that doesn't know, tiramisu, my mum's name's Tina, so we call it tiramisu because her tiramisus are the best. It is the best. (laughs) It is the best. Can vouch. So that is definitely one thing that I think I want to have learnt, Mm -hmm. you know, just allowing that time to make sure that I've done certain things and one of them is being able to cook with my mum in the kitchen, make more time for that. Love that. Mm. What have you got for me? Hit me. What is the biggest thing you want Rosaria to have learnt from you by the time she turns 21? Ooh. Just one thing? Yeah, yeah probably just one. Otherwise, we'll thing. just keep this will be a long list. The one thing, you touched on it before. I want her to know herself enough so that she can trust her intuition. And, you know, when we think about intuition, sometimes it can be just a general, oh, yeah, my gut instinct, blah, blah. But I mean, like, really, really trust it. Because I think if people were taught, firstly, what their intuition actually is Mm, mm. and then how to tap into it and actually use it, oh, my goodness, life would become so much easier. Yeah. So that's my biggest thing that I would love for her and and will encourage her uh, as she's growing up to tap into. Because it's that gut feeling, right? But not just a gut feeling. Like you feel it in your body when you know something's right Mm. and you feel it in your body when you know something's wrong. Correct. And, you know, in this day and age, maybe terminology, we can talk about red flags and green flags. Again, that's your intuition. If you sense a red flag Mm. in someone, that's you subconsciously and energetically being like, ooh, wall up here because that's not for me. You know, what's your take on that? I remember my mid-20s trying to make a massive decision and you would know what this was. And... My dreams were telling me, my gut was telling me, but still my logic was going, no, no, everything's fine, everything's fine. So I was that 25-year-old, 26-year-old Googling, what does intuition feel like? Mm. And it was everything I was feeling. And as soon as I made the decision, which my intuition was pushing me towards, Mm. it was like a weight lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I think that's because that's something that's the way you follow your life purpose. That's mm. the way you get the things that you actually want and you engage with the people around you that you actually want to be mm. in their life. You know what I mean? Like you want to be a part of that. It's it's kind of like our experiences. Sometimes we go through life and we just walk the walk, right? Yeah. But it's just mundane. It's just boring. It's not what we want to be doing. You know, I felt like that in a job that I was in. I was there for 10 years and it was just a comfort zone that I got into. And every day I'd wake up be like, I don't want to work today. I don't want to work today. And you know, that, yeah, that little voice, but that, that is my whole system. Every part of me was like, we actually hate this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So hun, can you do something about it? And it literally took me a decade, but I eventually went, I've got to listen to that. That's, that's important, you know? So teaching Rosaria, that would be, would be amazing. And having her, I mean, look, 
for anyone that knows her, we already know she's got that confidence yes. and she does what she wants anyway. So as long as we can yeah. nurture that. And, um, and you need it for things like just getting into Ubers and things like that yeah. or, you know, someone you don't know. It's, it's that little voice. It's that fight or flight. Something doesn't feel right, yeah. you know. So it comes in many different forms and if you know how to listen to it, you're one step above most, yeah, really. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's good questions. They were. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. So the question box that we put out on social media, we got a pretty good response, actually. Mm. There are a few questions that stumped me, so, so we're not going to talk about them yeah. today. So we won't <laughs> ask those ones. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But um, we'll see how we're going for time. We'll try and get through as many as we can. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I've got the first one here. Ooh. Ooh. How do you stay so positive given everything that is happening in the world around us? Oh, okay. I like that one. Mm. I think it's really important to have positive, great people around you. Mm-hmm. You know, I spoke on being able to let go of negative people mm-hmm. in my life. I think it's important to have great people around you. If you find in your day, like, you're getting to work and you're having that feeling like, oh, I don't want to be here, something's got to shift, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, depending on where you work, it's not like you can boot out all your, what do you call them? Employees. Employee, if Employee. Well, yeah, I'm Colleagues. Work. Colleagues, that's the one. <laughs> you know, you can't boot them all out, but there might be steps you can take to work away from them. Can mm-hmm. I get a cubicle solo these mm. people aren't you know on my same level um these people can't spell yeah they, they don't know the difference between you and you are but essentially like things like that who are you who is around you like I know when this whole pandemic thing started I had a lot of people on the same wavelength as me mm. you know yourself mm. Luke included there were a lot of people around me that were you know had the same thoughts on things as myself so that helps doesn't it it does yeah. so the circle you keep is quite important mm. Mm. what you listen to becomes you oh, yeah turn off the news <laughs> I, I stopped listening to the news when I was 25 when I started my business because if I was taking in all the crap that the news was giving mm. on the nightly like I wouldn't be where I am today mm. I can pretty much vouch for that because mm. if you're constantly taking in oh there was a bombing here this oh taxes are rising oh this is happening what's it going to do you're going to go oh 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 yeah and it's just going to put you in that mindset yeah. so turn off the news turn off the radio yeah, listen to our podcast yeah. instead <laughs> Spotify Apple <laughs> Apple <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. Because, yeah, what you listen to does become you. And that's advice really for anything in life. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, the things you read, the movies you watch, the, the people you see, like the dialogue that you're having day to day, the internal dialogue, yeah. that all becomes your reality. So I suppose when COVID hit for me, I was definitely one of those that watched the news and I watched no, I watched all these. I did in the beginning because I was like, what is happening? Is this like a social experiment? Like, you know, and so, you know, you'd watch the news and these politicians are popping up every day and I was like, Luke, it's 10.30, we have to put Channel 10 on. Like, you know, I was one of those because I was like, what is going on here? And then the minute I pulled myself out of that and I was like, I'm not going to watch him or her talk anymore. Yeah. And it just became, it fell away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it. yes, it was happening around you, but it didn't affect my life. It, yeah. It essentially doesn't become your reality. No. I was walking into work and I had some girls that were like, oh, we've got to do this, we've got to do this. And I was like, no, we've got to focus on love because that's what our business is about. Yeah. We don't need to focus on the scarcity or, or whatever's happening right now. We need to focus on this. And so that pivoted their mindset also. Yeah. But it was it's always hard when you're kind of outnumbered. Oh, 100%. In, yeah. And when it's everywhere. You know what I mean? We couldn't Absolutely. leave our houses. I mean, 
yeah. few of us left our houses. But, yeah, you know, <laughs> there, was, there was a lot going on. But, yeah, I suppose, yeah, just turn, turn it off. Turn, turn it, it off. off. If it's a person, turn it off. T- yeah, yeah, turn it off. Like, you know, just, just find your own. If you are true to yourself, you know what you believe in, mm. okay? Both sides of the story, pandemic, not pandemic, the wars that are going on, finance, yeah. any crisis, anything that you're watching and, and getting involved in, like, you have control over what you take in. Yeah. And if you believe one side, great. If you believe another side, great. However, do not let it define who you are. Do not let it get in the way of who you want to be. You know, it's not a time for us to just switch off because the world around us is turning to shit because I'll tell you something that I've learned is that if you've got a good energy and your vibration is up here and my vibration is down here, when we talk, naturally I'm going to start rising, okay? So the more people that you hang out with that are sitting up here and the the more, you know, insecurities that you have and the problems you have, you'll find that they'll fall away when you're yeah. around the right people or listening to the right things if there's another, you know, our podcast or whatever it is you're listening to. It's a feel-good thing. You know, one of the um, heaps of reviews that came through for our podcast were around, we just feel so good when we listen. You just, yeah. you know, it starts the day, like, energetically, it's like a vibe, it's a vibe you know. Yeah. And that's awesome feedback because I think that just shows that through all of this drama that we're going through, you can still turn on something good, yeah. And feel better. Absolutely. It's as easy as that. And I feel like what you said, if you are vibrating up here, naturally if someone's down here, they're either going to fall away or they're going to stop being so net because they can't. No. They're not matching you. Because so the they person can't. up here isn't coming back mm. there. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. And we're, we're rising, right? So that energetically, that person who's already up there is not coming down to your level. Absolutely. You know, Ooh. which is a good thing because, you know, what's that saying? Misery keeps... What is that? Misery loves company. One, yeah, yeah. you know, so yeah, it's kind it's of like true. let's spin that around, absolutely. Mm. I also find that meditation works really well, so oh, yeah. taking time to breathe, yeah. Um, Are you good at meditation? I'm not very good at it. I think it's just time like where you switch off your phone, either get grounded, so either go to the beach and mm. you can walk and you can meditate on your own. Thoughts oh, so not or, like silence, yeah. like no, no, I mean, I thing. do that too when I get time, mm-hmm. I do that too, and just being either putting something on, listening to binaural beats mm-hmm. or just focusing on your own what's going on and trying to empty your mind yeah, I, I think that. is really good. Mm-hmm. Eating well helps too. You can't have good thoughts if you've got junk food in your system. Mm. So essentially the cleaner you're eating, if you're, I mean, I don't drink anyways, mm. but those things accumulate to having messy thoughts. Yeah, 100%. So, so yeah. Mm. Mm, that's good Treat your body there. like a temple. Love that. Mm. What was the next question that came through? What's the best way to balance the busyness of life? Mm. Organised chaos or just chaos? Mm. No, you know what? I'm an organised freak. I love my routine and that's definitely not up to the standard in which it was before having a baby but yeah I still like to have things in order and that gets me through my day so this weekend was especially a really really busy one there were events day and night it was nuts and I suppose it was just like okay let's just handle one thing at a time what have I got scheduled for right now this is what I'm doing this is what I'm focusing on I find if I think too much into the future about oh I've got this to do that to do yeah. this then nothing gets done because I'm just yeah. overwhelmed. So you stay present, definitely. Yeah, yeah that's organization great. and staying present in the moment. I think there's great power in saying no. Mm. So if you're being invited to too many things, or you know, hey, can you come over? I need help with this, or you're getting all these kinds of things. I think mm. there is power in saying no. 
Like, I can't tonight. Yeah. You know, and being able to stand in your own, obviously, and just... It's like a boundary, isn't it? Yeah, Mm. absolutely. Having those boundaries and being able to manage your time better that way because you can't say yes, yes, yes to everything. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to burn out. I think also lately I've implemented going to sleep earlier, so going to sleep at about 9 o'clock. I've noticed because (laughs) when I message you about important things and I'm like waiting at the phone is she gonna reply and then I'm like wake up still no reply because I wake up before her (laughs) so I think this definitely helps because you can get so much done if Mm -hmm. you're wake if you're going to bed earlier and then waking up earlier you're starting your day earlier and Mm -hmm. getting more done Mm -hmm. so I've noticed that that has been a great help with this Mm -hmm. busyness essentially so what made you do that what what got you to that point I've just recently with a friend I've just we're like we're doing yeah Doing a little bit of a detox on life, yeah, like so that. yeah, we just. So what this is one of the things time? we've Im- implemented? What time is bedtime? Screens now? off at eight, oh, and then bed at it. nine. Okay. Yeah, wow. bed at like bed at do nine. Do you fall asleep at nine? No, last night it was about. I was in bed, but I fell asleep at about ten fifteen because okay. I remember seeing what the time. So no was. screen time. You're just. I was just laying there. there. Yeah. Just like back in the day. <laughs> just <laughs> meditating on my own thoughts. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a good one. So even if you set a goal to like go, this is my newest thing as well. I go to yoga on Wednesdays. Right. Wednesday, 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Meet my bestie there. And that starts off my day. So I've cancelled all my appointments for the Wednesday so no one can book in with me. So straight from yoga in my gym gear, I go to work mm. and I smash it out in the morning and yep. I get so much done. Yeah. So there's ways to – and that is just simply by waking up earlier on that day, yep. getting in my activity and then getting all my work done. Yes. So that's just one little tweak. Of, okay, I'll book this in so that I know I have to get up earlier yes. on that day and do this. Yeah, it's now, it's a date with yourself. Yeah. 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 Mm. So I think that's a good way to, to organise yourself, really. Okay, I like this question, Cass. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> when I enter a room or space or am around certain people, I tend to absorb the energy in the room, which can bring me down if it's negative. Do you have any tips on how to remain aware but still protect your energy in these situations? Yes. So the colours you wear are important. So black absorbs a lot of energy. So if you wear black, Mm -hmm. you're most likely – I've read this recently – you're most likely going to absorb – if someone's giving you, like, negative talk all day – you know how hairdressers wear black? Yes. And then, literally, everyone's telling them they're crap over the day. Can yes. you imagine going home after that day being like, oh, I feel so heavy. Yes. Yeah. There we go. We've got someone that gets it. So your best thing is to wear white because white is a deflective colour. So when you think about, oh, I'm going to be around some negative people today, wear white because it bounces off. And you think about the sun as well. What colour absorbs the heat the most? Black. Black. Yeah, so white is a deflective colour. Also, I know that there's some moves, like if you cross your arms, fair enough, you can't walk into a room with crossed arms, you've got to look like a bozo. But, like, there might be other kind of tips and tricks, you might have to look this up, but that are deflective. I remember getting into a cab from London. I was going from London to the airport Mm -hmm. because I was on my way to Berlin. And the cab driver was late, and I'm talking half an hour late, and I was starting to freak out. I was like, oh, I'm not going to get to Berlin. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss this flight. The guy gets there 
and my concierge from the hotel puts my bags in the car and the cab driver looked angry and I was like, oh, man, if I don't get to the airport, I'm getting, like, put in a hostel, like, I'm going to die today. Mm. Something's <laughs> going to happen. This guy looked angry. And so I'm sitting in the car and, and this is, again, one of those in, intuition moments also. Yeah. I'm sitting in the car and I don't know what he said, but I basically said to him sternly, I said, no, you were late. You were 20 minutes late, so I can't miss this flight. Mm. And it was better than being like, oh, like, sir, you know. Eh. I was like, no, I'm a petite girl already. Mm. I've got to, like, be authoritative here. Yes. So I said that, and then he starts speeding. And I'm like, oh, I do not like this guy's energy at all. The poor man. guy. He's like, what do I do? The only thing I can do is be No, he was angry. He was an angry man. Yeah. Part of me was happy that he was speeding, I'll be honest. Like, but then the other part was like, oh, I might die in a car crash. Like, who knows? I wasn't going to the negatives. But what I did was because of his energy, I crossed my arms and crossed my legs in okay. the cap. Like, already I was pretty peeved off. But I did that. And instantly I felt like his energy wasn't... It was rebounding. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. So I remember doing that little trick. And it did work, I'll be honest. And I got there on time. Yeah. I could FaceTime Charlie, I could eat, get a meal that day. Like, he got me there. I ended up saying to him, I was like, you did good for time. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. What would you say to that one? So, you know me, Cass, I can chat with the best of them. Even if, <laughs> even if there's a lot of negativity in the room or if there's someone that I know, you know, maybe they've got a issue with me or someone that I'm around that day. Or maybe I'm just not vibing with the conversation. Mm. I'm very good at changing topics. And I'm oh, very I like good that. At, there was a situation actually recently I went to one of my friend's events and there was a girl there who we've known each other for a very long time, but she doesn't really speak to me. And I don't know what it's about. Got no idea. No point making up a story in my head. I really don't know what it's about, right? So I thought, you know what? We found ourselves talking on the balcony and it was very awkward because it was just like, hi, how are you? Good, good. And I thought, okay, she's not the type that's going to ask me any questions. So either I sit here for the next however long and be bored or I just strike up convo. So I ended up just asking her what she did, blah, 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 talk, 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 before you know it. She said to my girlfriend, oh, your friend's actually really nice. And I thought, it's only taking you 25 years. (laughs) So so that's the difference between me and Kat. You walk into a negative situation and you'll talk, 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 and I'll be like... With my arms crossed, like, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Wearing white, just like, arms crossed. But, you know, both ways, you've got all yeah. the out of it. So. <laughs> Absolutely. No, but seriously, if you can get to a position where, um, get yourself into a position in the room where you don't have to be a part of the yeah. conversation with them, then go for it. But if there's someone that, you know, maybe you don't actually know why the negative energy is there or why that awkwardness is there, like... Just ask them about themselves. People love to talk about themselves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Show a bit of interest. <laughs> that's great. Now, this one mm-hmm. is different. Different? This is on the topic of relationships, it seems. Okay. There's a guy I like who won't commit to me. He keeps telling me that he's not good enough for me and that I deserve better. What do I do? Exactly. <laughs> you run. You, you run. run. <laughs> if he's saying he's not good enough for you, honey, he's not. Hold on, though. But are we talking like, does he have some insecurities here or is this a cover? Who cares? Because... That's, that's another red flag. You don't want someone with insecurities. See you later. <laughs> if he's telling you he doesn't deserve you, then you do deserve better. Mm, Legit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Look, if this is like, you know... 
cats being nice. I'm trying to be. <laughs> but if this is like F-boy energy, then yeah, 100%. You need to cut yeah. it off. Sometimes I guess people, I don't know, sometimes there are men out there that do feel like the woman that they're talking to is on a higher platform than them though. And that can sometimes be awkward, but I guess it's it's kind of off-putting when they actually say it out loud. Yeah. They just need to level up and just yeah. get with the times. But maybe in this scenario kind of sounds like he's wasting your time hey yeah it does it does and I think the more you time you waste on something that seems like a situation ship like there could be someone right around the corner that you're not opening that door to you know what I want advice for whoever this was that sent it in if there is intimacy in this situation ship as you call it cats remove the intimacy and see if he still hangs around oh yeah that'll give you the the answer you need yeah That'll give you the answer yeah. you need. Take away the cookies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I like that. That's a good response. I reckon we've got time. Actually, there's a couple more here. We can do it. It's 11 yeah. 20. We're doing good. Okay. So, how do I deal with a jealous friend? You mm. can answer this one. That's interesting. Mm. Don't take notice. Find other people to chat to rather because if you've got great things happening in your life, oh my god, I just got a new car, oh my gosh, I've just moved into my new house. This is going to be the last person you want to tell that to because they're going to be like mm. looking at you with those jealous. Why, why do you have a jealous friend, anyways? You should only have people cheering in your corner, really. Oh, I love that about you, Cass. <laughs> 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 shouldn't even put yourself in a position to have a jealous yeah, friend. Yeah. Like, no, I love that attitude. Mm. I do. But I also think if there is someone jealous in your circle, it's always important, and I suppose maybe this just comes down to my personality, but if I know someone's insecure or jealous, I'll always look to find the positives in their life and highlight that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if I've done something for me, and I'll say it's bought a new car, I'll always, like... I'll talk about the car, but then really quickly we'll get onto a conversation about so what's been happening. Like I heard you got this, blah blah blah. Just to kind of like I bought a new car. Up. When are you getting yours? <laughs> I bought a house. Sorry that you're homeless. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I kind of like deflect it that way. Yeah. Because I'm. I mean, my friends will tell you I'm not the type that goes. Oh, I got this today, and I did this. Like that's not me. I'd rather sit and listen. Yeah. So I guess for me, I don't really. In all honesty, I don't have jealous friends. I think because. Yeah. That's not good. Allowed to be. That's great. Same, same. So, can people really change? Oh, this is the last is question. The next one. Okay, okay. Can people change? The short answer to that is only if they want to. Mm. That's it. There's no other way around it. You know, we'll often talk in our podcasts about relationships where if a guy's not treating you right, you just need to go. And, you know, nothing's going to get better. Men don't change. And when we say that, or women don't change, whatever the scenario is, when we say that, it's referring to that particular man is not changing because he doesn't think there's anything actually wrong with what he's doing. And he's not listening to your feedback. You can't get through to him and things are still traveling that same way that you're unhappy with. Nothing's going to change. Unless he actively goes, okay, I'm aware of what he or she said to me, or she goes, I'm aware of what he said to me, and I'm willing to put in the effort to make a, you know, to be different. That's that's cool. Then change comes about. But otherwise... Yeah, I agree. Everything you said, spot on. I don't need to add to that. Really? Yeah. That was great. I'm trying to think if there's someone in my life that I've ever had to, like, have an awkward conversation with about that topic. For them to change. Yeah. Probably with Luke when I'm like, can you, like, pick up the clothes off the floor? (laughs) Poor Luke. Luke's like, don't talk about me on the podcast today. I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to. Let's point him out. Luke, stand up. (laughs) 
Um, uh, but I think a couple of people might have questions live. Is ooh. Boris in the room? He's Boris? probably gone outside. He's probably gone outside. Hey? Boris had a question. Mm, Danny? Yeah. Oh. Do you want a microphone, Danny? <laughs> Come on. Let's do it. I love that. Danny's one of Cass's besties, by the way. <laughs> Cassie, my question for you is, if you weren't a jewellery designer, what career do you think you would have pursued? First of all, I feel like this is the Kerry Lake show with the microphone in the audience. Well, that's a very good question. I was always creative. So in high school, I did drama and I did photography and I loved them both. I used to say as a kid, though, that I wanted to be an actress and I wanted to go to America and I wanted to be on the silver screen. So so likely I might have pursued something like that because I loved being on stage and I loved performing. But I think anything in the creative field would be what I wanted to do. I got into health quite, still quite early in life, like 20, 20-ish, but I still think it'd be something more creative than that. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm. Thanks for the question. Mm. No? no. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, we're auditioning for Home and Away. <laughs> Did anyone else have any questions? Putting people on the spot, totally. So someone's just oh, asked yeah, um, if they can't cut out a friend, they're trying to support them through what they're going through, what do you do? So in that moment, I think what's important is your own boundaries. So we all, like, think of it like this wonderful coffee cup from Charlie. You know, you've, you've got a full cup. That's your whole day, right? All up here, all this energy that you've got. Then you start hanging out with people that maybe are in a, a bad space and you do want to support them and, and, you, and you give your advice and you're empathetic and you're all of that. But as time goes through in that conversation, the coffee cup keeps going less and less and less and less and less and then you get to this point of energy in your day where you leave and you're like, that was exhausting. I am drained. No, it doesn't always help. But I think what's important is with the boundary is to set that kind of, you know what, I'm going to have a chat with this girl or guy today and I'm giving her or him an outlet of about 20 minutes. <laughs> and as soon as that 20 minutes is done, I have to try and shift the narrative. I have to try and change the conversation because I suppose as a friend, what you're also trying to do is, yes, your feelings are valid and, yes, I totally see where you're coming from. This is a shitty situation and I want to be here for you. But I also want to remind you that you are not, you're not made up of just this one problem. You're a beautiful person inside and out and I need to bring that out of you. So how am I going to do that? That's the question that you – that's how I would play the conversation. Like, yep, here out or him out. Let's, let's get all the sadness out. Cry a bit if you need to. Yell a bit if you need to. And then after that, right, how are we fixing this or how am I changing the conversation so we start to get back to who you are because you're not defined by this one moment mm. in your life, you know? What something, do you think, Cass? Well, sometimes people go through something, so your friend might have gone through something, and what happens is if they don't snap out of it within a reasonable amount of time, it then becomes their attitude. It becomes basically a characteristic. So now that person is sad because this and this happened, like that car accident happened three months ago, and now they still carry that with them. So some people unfortunately can't be snapped out of it. Some people get comfortable in that vibration of being low, which is sad, which is very sad if you can't lift them out of it. They become 
almost complacent that it becomes a part of them, that they feel comfortable being sad. Oh, this happened to me three months ago, so I'm going to remain sad about it. They're not changing the trajectory of their future by being that way. And that is essentially on them because all you can do is be the upbeat friend you are, wear white when you talk to them. (laughs) And and (laughs) essentially just be there for them. But if it's going to drain you, they're there'll be a point where you'll have to pull the pin and go, well, if they, if they don't want to change, I can't help you change. Yes. Yeah. And, and we've all been there, right? We've all had that little misery. You know, if I can give an example now, and I don't think he'll mind me talking on it, I've got a family member interstate who we're all, my family's very close with, and he has gone through, like, actual tragedy. Like, I'm talking, like, lost a parent, lost both grandparents, like, tragedy, all in the space of not even two years. Okay, so if you could think of, you know, yeah, mum has health issues. There's just a lot. And I remember, you know, there were times crying on the phone. And, and this is grief. This is death. This is like the pinnacle of sadness, right? And the one thing that I remember saying to him when we'd have these conversations, he'd be crying on the phone and because you get into victim mentality. Why is this happening to me, Kat? Why is this happening? Why am I losing everyone? You know, and he said those words, why am I losing everyone? And I just, I just jumped on it. I was like... This is not the time to lose yourself. This is not the time. You need to be strong for you and the people around you. This is not the time to lose yourself. And from there, we built that confidence back up. We built up that, yes, you've lost people and it's resilience. horrible. Resilience is yeah. the way I'm looking for. That's perfect. You build resilience that way. Yeah. Mm. That's a good point. It's interesting. Very interesting. Good takeaway. Any other questions mm, before we wrap up. it up today? Oh, a microphone. Hold on. <laughs> I'm on the way. I have a question for you, Kaya. So I know you've spoken about when you have someone negative or toxic in your life to remove them. What would you do when it's a family member? (laughs) Good question. Same answer. (laughs) Essentially, yeah, that's a tricky one. Essentially, I would spend less time speaking to that person, unfortunately, or fortunately for you. So minimising conversation. It is hard with family and, you know, being ethnic families as we are, there's always events that we're at. So minimising conversation or, once again, kind of like what Kat said before, ask them questions about themselves. How you been? Blah, blah, blah. And deflect, then move on. Deflect. You've made an initiative by, you know being positive, how's your day going, blah, 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 and then go about your day, you know. Yeah, there's, that's, that's tricky. If it's a family member and, yeah, you're Italian, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's hard. I mean, you can sit on opposite ends of the table and, and that's fine. Like, I'm not opposed to that, just carrying conversations with other people. Yeah. Look, what I've learned is that there's always common ground. If, yeah. if you're willing to put in the work, because it's not just easy, it doesn't just happen in one conversation, but if you are willing to put in the work with that person because you feel like this is a relationship that I actually need to mend mm. or I actually want it to be good because I see this person all the time at family events, then you've got to put in the work there because I can assure you they will not. So you've got to put the front foot first. Get in there and just start talking about them. Start talking about yourself, but in a way in which you can include them in conversation, even if it's a group setting. Like, include them. Like, make them feel like a part of it because we're just humans at the end of the day and humans want connection. They want love. They want understanding. We all want the same thing. Sometimes we forget that, you know, and sometimes we're really quick to just go, oh, she's a bitch and he's an asshole and all these things. Sorry about the kids if there's still kids here. But, um, (laughs) you know, we're quick to do that, aren't we, Cass? When really, if you look at the core, like, 
We're connected for a reason. Everyone in this room is connected right now. And I don't mean that on some crazy spiritual platform. I just mean it, well, it is that too. But I mean it more from a point of we're all here to learn from each other. The company you keep support each other and they help you through hard times. And sometimes we're put in a room with people that we don't like or we Mm. don't get along with and we're forced to because, you know, I don't know, they're married to so-and-so, so so they're going to be at every event. And it's like, well, you got to be the bigger person. If, Mm. If it's bothering you... You need to do something to change it. And something I definitely wouldn't do is not go. So always attend the event still, if you can, if you're going to. Because then what's that going to do is that might create friction with other family members. And why isn't Mon here? And, you know, so I definitely, like, stand strong. Do you just minimise convo or be nice like her, I guess? (laughs) (laughs) No, but, you know, if I can, and I'll be careful with what I say because it was a situation that was in my own family that I was in where I didn't talk to one of my family members for a very long time. And I look back at that and I think, you know, we were like 15, 16, 17 when we stopped talking. And I just go, what did I know at that age? I held on to something for another 10, 12 years. For what? What did that achieve? And I'll never forget this family member approached me one day in a car park after one of the family events and just said to me, like, it would be great to catch up. And at the time, I wasn't ready because I was still holding on to, like, even though part of me forgot what I was even mad about, but I was still holding on to this, they did wrong by me and we don't gel anymore and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I actually came to the party and let down my guard and let down all the crap that I had held and I thought, nah, it's time to reinvent this relationship and it's been mended now. We've had open discussions and what's really interesting is that we don't openly talk about how life was back then. Our open discussions are about who we are now and that has led down a path of this awesome relationship that I am super, super happy that that we've mended you know so yeah sometimes it's not all doom and gloom it's you know putting in the work gets a good outcome yeah because when you hang on to hurt when you hold on to hurt or anger who are you really hurting yourself 100 percent. yeah so uh let it go yeah Mm. today's been good it's been so fun and as most of our listeners know this podcast started just from our love of chatting (laughs) As you can probably tell. Yeah. So we're so glad to have you in the room with us today. It's been amazing. Thank you. Your support means a lot. And and we still love hearing when you guys like put comments or or message us to say you love the episode like that. That keeps us going. Yeah. And I think everyone in here is vibrating pretty high, which I love. Yes. Yes. And we're wearing white anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So well, big thank you to Charlie. Thank you to um, Brown, Charlie. Brown Charlie Co. So make sure if you're heading into the city, Monday to Friday, he's open. Yes. And, and he'll in, say hello. He'll make, make your coffee. coffee with a smile. Definitely. And yeah. if you've got any, look, there's probably no guys left at the moment, but maybe Ron over there. Ron, if you need a haircut, <laughs> Blades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, thank you to awesome. Blades. That's been great. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys. We've loved it. Till next time. Thank you.